1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the APC podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation talking about your 4-0 Green Bay Packers at the APC pod on Twitter. I am Zach Rapport, at Zach Rapport on Twitter, sitting in my home office in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I am joined on this easy breezy Thursday afternoon by Alex Patakis out in Brooklyn. How are you, man?
0: Good. I'm doing well. Breezy indeed. We have gale force winds uh, (laughs) in my neighborhood right now, which is really cool. Um, I'm sitting here with my little candle and my little makeshift home office. And uh, it's blown out multiple times throughout the day. And there's not even a window open, like near it really. Just there's a, a window open, like a room away. <laughs> and I don't know what happens or if this window is just like worthless, but mother nature is, will not let me take in the good smells. I, your house of, is
1: probably just haunted. That's all.
0: <laughs> oh, you think it's a ghost? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No big deal. The ghost really hates this cannabis flavored candle, which smells <laughs> nothing like cannabis. But it smells like absolute heaven. Oh. Um, I don't know why it's called cannabis, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's just it, uh, referencing the effect it has on you because it smells so good.
0: Yeah, that's a good shout. That's probably what it is because I've never smelled cannabis that smells this good.
1: Can I out you for a second? This is, uh, again, uh, bad audio for the listeners, but is is that a Peloton behind you? What is this device behind you? Yeah, me?
0: <laughs> it always has been. <laughs> but, well, you know, I guess since we've started them in the pand in the pandemic. I yes, I I we we did that
1: <laughs> We did that. We're those oh, We're checking
0: every basic <laughs> domestic box. We also have a down payment down for a dog. Ooh.
1: Um
0: and I just leased a car. And now it's like what else? Like like uh, home is definitely not next because uh, Lord knows I'll probably never afford that, but everything within reason that's just like the basic domestication path is is something I'm taking. And th- I feel like the Peloton is also just part of that because the alone time you'd get at the gym. Now you don't even get that. It's like,
1: it's like, I just, yeah, I don't know. Just plug in and go for a ride. All right. Well, I mentioned easy breezy. We were talking a little bit before uh, we fired up the microphones that um trying to get the show together and everything just feels easy breezy when the Packers are playing well, 30 to 16 was the final score. Ah, uh, the Packers over the Falcons, and yeah, it's it's easy breezy. <laughs> it's all good when they're winning. And with that, why don't we do some uh, notable nuggets here? Maybe a day late and a dollar short after this game. Yeah, uh, I'll go first. I touched on this a bit in the in the rapid recap podcast, uh, and I referenced a tweet from our guy Matub as well. But my notable nugget after this game is TCB taking care of business against inferior opponents. And even last year, it felt so laborious to get more than like 24 points on the board. And you know, this year, we're just seeing a team that knows how to exploit weaker teams and run away with it uh, if they can. And and they're not always going to do that, obviously, but it just feels like it, it's been a long time since we've we've seen that consistently. And it just feels refreshing to watch. It just makes it fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't, again, in recent memory, it. I don't think Packers fans ever went into a game against an inferior opponent with a comfortable level of optimism where you weren't at least like halfway thinking, they're going to totally blow this.
1: Yeah, or at least that you couldn't unclench your butt cheeks for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a comfortable, you know, like that, that game was like, just like being on cruise control, at least for me as a fan watching it. That's, that's what I felt like. Um, at no point did I feel like it was in doubt. You know, I guess the, the, the only, if you're a betting man and you're betting against the spread, that's really the only way you felt like maybe you could be threatened <laughs> to make like,
1: it interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I, and even that, um, was ended up being still a comfortable cover. So, uh, I'm with you on that. It's a great feeling.
1: Yeah. You, you mentioned, um, cruise control and, and I said this as well on the recap pod, but I was taking notes throughout the game, uh, as I do for the recap. And I realized like halfway through that, I just stopped taking notes like midway through the first quarter because nothing had changed and nothing was going to change. And you just felt like this was the way the game was just going to play out for the rest of the afternoon. And, um, that really, uh, that really bared out and yeah, cruise control. I like that. That's how it felt. Yeah. Just grab a beer and sit back.
0: Yeah. So, um, I, I guess I, should I give my note nug now? Do it. Uh, permission. All right. I'll give my note nug. Uh, do you happen to have a, uh, any, any music with a French flair to it at, at the ready? Well, ah. Of course
1: I do. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> I love when you do that. Um, my note nug, and I am going to regret this greatly. And I'm glad this music is playing underneath it. Maybe we'll save this audio when the Packers finish like eight and eight. Um, no, uh Matt LaFleur co is I'm I don't do a lot of predictions. He's winning coach of the year.
1: Ooh, um, that's a spicy one.
0: Because there's no way the there's no way that the Packers, in my mind, are gonna finish with a, a bad enough record for him not to. Because I I they they may not equal their record of last year. They may surpass it. I wouldn't even be shocked. Like that's how convincing to me that they've been, and and teams who start in the fashion they've started, and we did this in week two, I think, um, typically don't slow down to a rate where like, you know, they don't end up kind of just like running away with divisions and, and putting double digit win totals together. But I'm I'm couching it with the fact that I think even if this was like, an eleven and five team, he needs to win Coach of the Year because. Everyone thought they overperformed last year. And this roster is still, I love watching them. They're probably one of the most exciting teams to watch in the NFL. But again, I'm I'm doing the whole on paper thing, doing the Madden rating thing, doing the actual talent that would start on other teams in the league. It's not an exciting team. Yeah. Fans around the league are like,
1: who's Robert Tanyan?
0: And this is, that's exactly the recipe That you look for when you're, when people win coach of the year, it's kind of stupid that to win coach of the year, you're basically supposed to be the coach of a team who overperforms. Right. I don't see any way this Packers team does not finish the season overperforming because the talent on it um, still while watching them win probably 13 games this year is not a 13 win team. Like you can't tell me it is. It's just great coaching. Um, as evidenced by the absence of – his record without Devontae Adams, when the alternatives are what they are, is incredible. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. They basically went into that game against the Falcons and said, you know what? All of our running backs are our best receivers right now. And we're just <laughs> going to use them. And there's the, – the Falcons couldn't stop it. Yeah. Like –
1: here we there are using some... our words
0: about how many players in the backfield you need yeah. when they're in desperate need of a receiver. And at the end of the day, they're so competent in the coaching department right now that they overcome that. Yeah. So, like, I still want them to draft a receiver while simultaneously holding the thought in my head, like, they don't really need one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible to watch. I'll skip ahead to a, a note nug from listener Corky Romano fan account, which by the way, that is amazing. Says, did <laughs> you know the <laughs> did, did you know the Packers didn't take a single wide receiver in the deepest draft class in all of all time? <laughs> yeah,
0: um, yeah, that's a good note nug. And and also these guys are pretty good. Did you see Justin Jefferson's game he put together? Yeah. Did you see Brandon Ayuk's? I mean, all? I still that's want been one been of memed. those players. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, like I want those guys. Um, but at this point, they feel like luxuries, and who would have yeah. thought?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, uh, and it seems like this is something that Lafleur and company expected and were able to game plan around. But uh, if if Adams is out and the only sort of mid-to-deep threat is MVS, you're going to try to bottle up MVS and then also get to Jones as much as possible. But that opens a lot of field for a lot of other guys that you trust to run routes and catch balls.
0: Yeah, one of those guys... Is your guy? <laughs> Although, yeah, I don't think he could be a guy much longer.
1: Uh, that's another uh, note nug that that we can get to, and that is, let's see, where is it? Nick Bauer tweets in his note nug: Bob is no longer a guy. Now he's my guy forever, per the rules that we have established. Yes,
0: yes, yes. But
1: yeah. is he a, is he is he a dude or is he a player?
0: Uh, man, I he's got he's what a... five TDs this year.
1: Yeah, I think he's a dude uh, until the end of the. You got to sustain the success. Okay.
0: All right. So uh, ten to, maybe has like an eight to ten touchdown year, which at this point does not seem like a stretch at all. Yeah. Ah, tens a stretch. Yeah, eight touchdown year. You're you're well into guy to to player
1: territory. Yeah, agreed.
0: But forever in in your guy Hall of Fame. That's a good thing. Is you claim your guy and he is your guy. He's he's staying in that in that guydom forever.
1: <laughs> Guideum. Oh, I love this new vocabulary we've invented. Glenn tweets in his notable nugget. This team is excellent with a bunch of key injuries. If they can get healthy, can anyone in the NFC stop them? Hashtag note nugs, P.S. BFB. I just love the big Bob love. Everyone's just, uh, BFB. <laughs> everyone's just showering me with BFB love.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, I love, I love BFB. Um, to begin with, I love just saying that it rolls off the tongue. Um, yeah. Uh, any other no-nugs you wanted to get to? I I thought of like a sub nug. Um, that means that we can't go without mentioning on this podcast in my mind, but I don't want to steal it if somebody else mentioned it. And I have full disclosure: I have not looked at the mentions.
1: Uh, I'll just do. Uh, I'll just do one more from Mark Tanyan. Good. Rogers. Good. <laughs> tanyan and tay with rogers very good yeah (laughs) uh, something exciting
0: we have a little something to look forward to yeah indeed uh no this should have been my nugget in general because i feel like uh just trying to predict a coach of the year thing is maybe too broad and also like we say we don't do predictions but i do want to say that uh, i I think that will happen uh anyway um I know that Julio Jones, so so like right. You just mentioned this is what made me think of this when you mentioned MBS it was going to be the obvious guy that um, they were going to have to kind of lock down, and then it kind of you know all these other opportunities arose for everyone else on the team on the offense. Um, Julio Jones played at a limited basis, uh, and I get that when he's there and healthy, it changes things for Calvin Ridley, but I still think you have to just. How great do you have to feel about the fact that Ridley did nothing in that game? Yeah, nothing. When uh, I used him, I have a player elimination fantasy league that I'm in this year where basically you could use a player one week in the whole season. So like every week you choose a new team. And I was like, this is my week to use Ridley. Zero points. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, As much as I talk about how the Packers get beat by the obvious guy, uh, and we talked about this on the preview pod and I was like, Calvin Ridley is probably going to go off to, to have him be just a total non-factor. I know he dropped that touchdown at the end, but um, that's, that's what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> like
1: that's like, <laughs> well, that's analysis. That's, that's like, what you know i mean. Like
0: that, that's the, the, the Falcons could like the, you know, the absence of Devonte Adams, the Falcons still didn't stop anything in the absence of Julio Jones partial absence of Julio Jones, the Packers stopped everything. It felt like, for yeah. mo- you know what I mean? Like yeah. that you have to, it just has to be mentioned.
1: No, I didn't re I didn't rewatch the game, but I will say that I think that part of that has to be Matt Ryan. And I was surprised by what I thought, uh, were some bad balls from Matt Ryan. And, and John and I talked about this a bit and that he's actually been pretty inaccurate deep as well as, uh, aging into a very, uh, very slow footed clumsy kind of posture back in the pocket. And um, yeah, so I don't, maybe it's a little, maybe it's a good defense. Plus Matt Ryan is uh fading and not as good as we thought. That could he be it.
0: Be. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I didn't rewatch it either. I, now I am recalling like a deep ball that I think he just like did not connect with him on where uh, I'm pretty sure he, you know, if Aaron Rodgers was throwing it, it's six points. Uh, it's always going to be a combination of both, but I was just so satisfied despite banking on Calvin Ridley having a huge day that he didn't. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Shouts to the, to the Packers for at least this week, not getting beat by the obvious guy.
1: And you mentioned uh, the obvious guy and you talked a little bit about Julio Jones. He was banged up, played anyway, kind of got re hurt. Uh, and they just decided, okay, we will sit him. Meanwhile, Devonte Adams Uh, Something that I wanted to touch on uh, was Adams making it known that not only was it not his decision to sit, but that he was pretty grumpy about it. Um, Alex, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like this is a great example of protecting the player from themselves and saying, hey, we know we can handle this team. We got the bye coming up. Just come back in two weeks when your risk of re-injury is much lower. I personally liked the approach.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Devonte Adams understand the the frustration and he could be grumpy about it, but um at the same time he he couldn't have expected anything else. Uh in a game, it's it's always especially the game going into the bye week like it's just too too risky, you know. Yeah. Uh and, and and getting a chance to add on another full week of recovery um is 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 too great of a reward. And and kudos to the Packers for not kind of overestimating themselves and their ability to move the ball on the Falcons. I know the, Fal- the Falcons even is also extremely injured. So um, I would almost, you know, I, I think I, we would probably be angry if they played Devontae Adams. If yeah. there was even like a slight tweak, you know, something that wouldn't keep him out for any additional time, I think we would all be sitting here saying, how do you justify that? They're missing pretty much their whole secondary. This is a team you should, you know, crush regardless. So
1: Yeah, you can send Shepard out there and you find a way to win.
0: Yeah. Um, players always want to play. We know that teams have to protect them from themselves. You know what? Just rest up, wear a mask, <laughs> stay healthy on a number of levels, and uh, don't go fooling around in the bye week <laughs> um, and, and miss games for – for positive tests. Yeah, man. So Wisconsin's yeah. a
1: hotbed. Stay indoors during the bye week, my friends. <laughs>
0: yeah, for real. I, I'm guessing most of them leave. So I don't you, think they're allowed
1: they're t- to. I think it's uh, this this year they have to stay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did
0: not know that. That makes sense, but it does suck to have to stay in, in one of the worst places in the country right now. In terms <laughs> of that. yeah. Myers, that's not very comforting, but it's uh just stay inside, rest up, yeah, binge some shows
1: and uh and, and the the Packers also I think the coaching staff making a, a smart decision with uh with Clark. I mean they got through all these games uh sitting Adams sitting Clark and now they get the buy and get to come back um hopefully healthier than ever and, and as we heard in in the listener nuggets as well at that point, who's the team that can that can beat them in the NFC I do think there's uh, a handful of teams that would make, Uh, make for a really good game but the Packers are looking really strong uh, especially when Clark and Adams come back
0: yeah man the idea of this team getting healthier it's so exciting
1: easy breezy man it's it's, it feels good when you're winning you're 4-0 and you don't even have all your guys and you just that feels like to me like some four years ago Patriots shit where they just you know everyone just kind of shows up around like the 13th week of the season and that's when they get their like Get their get their house back in order, and then they hit the hit the postseason kind of full stride.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I just hope it doesn't all come crashing down.
1: <laughs> what's this? What's this pessimism? What's that? Uh, I, I don't know.
0: There's no reason for it. Something
1: again, about maybe. living through the year 2020 has just made you. Well, I don't know what it is, but
0: it is hard to <laughs> to as as much uh, hope and confidence as I've spewed in the first. Fifteen minutes of this <laughs> or whatever—it's hard not to let those thoughts of doubt creep in.
1: Well, let's <laughs> let's move on and sort of we'll we'll reinvigorate the conversation with some fun and some optimism. And all I've got on the board is this weird game show music, so I'll just play that. But let's give some uh, quarter season awards. Nice. Some quarter season awards. We are four games in. is better than I think either of us really expected and um, I don't know if you uh, prepared anyone but um, I think I feel like Rogers is an obvious choice because he's having a renaissance but uh, the obvious choice for me and how could I go any other direction than big fucking Bob Bob. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, five touchdowns already matching as we've, as, as we've established matching Jimmy Graham's entire two year career stint in, in green Bay, 13.3 yards per reception on 13 receptions, 173 yards uh, according to ESPN on pace for 20 touchdowns. That's not going to happen, but um, but you feel good about 13 uh, about, about uh, almost 13 and a half yards per reception, five touchdowns. And uh, you just like the mojo, man. I just feel like he's got that confidence and it's just, the emergence is just, um, I'm happy that uh, our listeners are happy for me, but I'm also just happy for big Bob. I'm happy for the guy and he gets my quarter season award.
0: Yeah. He, he deserves it in a, in a, in a big way. Um, I'm trying to think of, I, I guess, I don't want to, I, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to be too obvious with my award, but I'll probably give mine. It's a waste to give an award to Aaron Rodgers. So I'll give mine to Aaron Jones,
1: I guess. I think that's a good one.
0: For for coming into a season, a contract year, a lot to prove how much better can he really get? Yep. You know, is he, the, you know, just like kind of those, like, I, I feel like He's solidified his very good to
1: greatness. (laughs) Yeah. Solidified Um, his very good to greatness.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Alex
1: Patak is the Uh, painter of gray.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For real. So so yeah, I, I think um there there's something to be said about high expectations coming in, a lot to prove, and still kind of exceeding that. Yeah. And and being able to to have such an impact in a balanced backfield yep. as well, um, is, is really cool.
1: And being a guy that defenses know they need to prepare for and to still be able to do what he does.
0: Yeah. And still sits out full series, still splits reps. Like, I mean, like, you know what I mean? And still makes what feels like a huge impact on, on most games they have played again through quarter of a season. It's a quarter season award, but, um, you know, if you're projecting forward, I think the contract year is going to end up being exactly what Aaron Jones wanted. So yep. tip of the cap to him for, for starting 2020 off in in that manner.
1: Yeah. I want to give honorable mention also, since we both went offense to Zadarius Smith on the defense who actually got the nod uh, this week for NFC defensive player of the week with three sacks and two quarterback hits. Uh, I feel like, uh, one or two games in, everyone was saying, you know, where where are the Smiths? Well, Zadarius actually has been there all along, being employed a little, uh, deployed rather, a little differently this year than last year, uh, working against some double teams and still producing. And so I got to give a shout out to him as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And in, in, in a similar manner to, to Aaron Jones, I know he's not in a contract year, but uh, can it really can it be sustained what happened last year? And and I think he's still, I don't know if his number, you know, numbers may not end up being as great, but he's still making what feels like as big of an impact. Yeah.
1: Well, sack wise, and, and that's not the only metric, but I think last year he yeah. ended with 13 and a half. So he feels pretty on pace, pace with that. I think
0: there were times last year, if I recall correctly, that Preston felt like almost the more impressive Smith. It's just great to have both of them. Honorable mention to Jair Alexander as well. Oh yeah, um, just like still crushing it, still so fun to watch, and still I, that guy can't do. I don't think there's anything he can do without an attitude. Yeah, you know,
1: just, just an attitude slated. you have to admire. <laughs> and kind of like linemen, if you uh, if your guys in the secondary are not getting mentioned, it's usually a good thing. So didn't mean to uh, to to give him the short end of the stick there. Jair doing a bang up job and we know that because we can just kind of set it and forget it there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, let's move on to uh, sort of our, our last topic here. And I wanted to do a look around the division as we uh, hit the quarter pole, as we've just mentioned. And no, I do not care about the technical definition of quarter pole. We are <laughs> four games in the backers are four, zero, and alone atop the division uh, with a week off. Uh, which is great. Let these other teams go out and, and try to lose a ball game. The Bears are 3-1. and one. The Vikings are... Uh, the Vikings and Lions are both 1-3. and three. Um, Alex, I didn't disagree with you the other day when you said that the Bears were a fake 3-0, but I was like reasonably confident that Nick Foles was capable of stringing together a few wins and a loss right out of the gate for Nick Foles and the Bears. A tough game coming up against the Bucs has to have packers fans feeling pretty good.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Leave it <laughs> leave it. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, they were fake 3 and 0. And and again, that they might be a good team, but they're not Chiefs 3 and 0. They weren't Packers 3 and 0. They weren't Seahawks 3 and 0. Um you know. So, and the Seahawks had a little bit of a scare, but they survived it. So they're a real 4 and 0.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um but honestly the biggest surprise to me in the NFC North um although maybe looking back it shouldn't be is sort of the fall from grace for the Vikings at uh, at 1 and 3 and I, and I say looking back maybe it shouldn't be because i mean you move on from Stefan Diggs and you do the best you can to fill that gap but we see the difference he's making in in Buffalo and Alex you and i talked a little bit before the season about um at what point is Zimmer on the hot seat in, uh, in Minnesota and, uh, it's feeling a little toasty. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why it just, it just has a feeling of it's coming to an end for me. You know, um, there's only it, <laughs> the Packers made a coaching chains. They're on, they're on a rapid ascension from where they were at the end of the McCarthy era. Um, the, the division is, supposed to be a really competitive one and that's the Vikings are the reason like, I'm not going to say all oh, the NFC West is competitive. So cut the Vikings some slack. It's really not that competitive. You're the, you're supposed to be the competition. Right. And the they you know, if they're, if they, if they lose seven games, they stand no chance. You know, like if they, if they lose six games, they, they may not have a chance. It's, it's really similar to last season in a sense that the NFC West is really good. Um, You assume two playoff teams are going to come out of there, at least. I think the Niners are good enough to survive this. Maybe the Cardinals are, like, phony. It's just like, if you miss the postseason, what's the point of hanging on, you know? You have a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers in your division. Great. You have a Bears team that, who knows what they're going to do this year, but at any moment can just get one competent quarterback and then all of a sudden be better than you. (laughs) Um, it's, It's... yeah, it, the the urgency in Minnesota. I don't I, I don't listen to any Minnesota content or read any of it, but from the outside, like I know if if we were Vikings fans doing this podcast, uh the start that they have had would feel really yeah. damning given given what the Packers yeah. look like given that the bears gave himself a cushion.
1: I feel, so, I feel like I sense a lot of sarcasm coming from our buddy, Arif Hassan on the, uh, on the Minnesota side when I'm watching him on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah? yeah. Just in terms of the, like, like you said, the, the mood of the fan, the mood of the, the beat guys.
0: We've never had to endure this, but I've always admired the teams that just take their swings and then move on, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean that at the quarterback, but like you made your big ass investment and, the quicker you are to realize that you're wrong um the you know better chance you have of getting on the road to recovery and it feels like if not now then w- then when <laughs> for
1: <laughs> yeah that's one of the most damaging things that i think a team can do is to make a bad decision and to stick with it for too long out of stubbornness
0: yeah and and i don't even think they have the wrong coach i just think he's going to s- suffer as a result of this, yeah, and you know, like, because okay, yeah, you can keep him around, but it, at that point, then you start getting into like he's lingered so long that you need a culture change and all this stuff. But yeah. hey, this isn't a Vikings podcast, but yeah, I I just feel like this that's it's not going to go so well, and <laughs> uh, if they prove Bob. me wrong. Great, maybe it'll make some late season <laughs> NFC games a little more interesting. Uh, but I'm rooting for them not to be, yeah. <laughs> I want, I want, I want cruise control until we get to the post season.
1: Yeah. I'm loving it. I'll drink to that. Um, we didn't talk about the, the lions at all, but I almost feel like the nicest thing we can do for, for them and their fans is to <laughs> not talk about them. Yeah. <sighs> uh, it's just a mess. I, Patricia is, uh, he's go- he gone. He's out of there.
0: Yeah. I mean, Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Fun, fun, fun team, arcade-like team, cool receivers. I don't know what to say. Get it done. Sorry. Sorry, Detroit. Maybe you do deserve better. Yeah. I do have a weird soft spot for Matthew Stafford. I I have a weird soft spot for him. Like, for, for any guy that just has to, like, suffer through what feels like just a whole career of shittiness despite being a good confident player you know like yeah. I, that 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 tortures me a little bit but yeah. he is in the division some Packers fans are going to probably yell at me for, for saying that.
1: Eh, I don't know. Throw, throw him some sympathy I think it's fine. <laughs>
0: really. Yeah alright cool as long as you approve.
1: <laughs> yeah I approve that's an APC pod approved stance is uh throw Matt Stafford some sympathy except on game day but um I'm going to hit the polka because that feels like a good spot to wrap it up. That's going to do it for us here as we head into the bye weekend. So enjoy that, guys. Enjoy some uh, foreign football if you're going to watch other teams. And we will be back next week to help you guys get ready for Rodgers versus Brady, Buccaneers style. Uh, Please consider giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Help the show. Cheer us up. Patreon is your thing. Patreon.com. Slash note nugs, patreon.com slash note N-O-T-E-N-U-G-S. N-O-T-E-N-U-G-S. Alright, guys. Have a good weekend. Be well. Be excellent to each other. And go pack, go. Easy breezy. 4-0, baby. Cruise control. Yo cruising. So glass.